I'm going to share with you tonight what God's been dealing with my heart about. And I'm going to share with you kind of what I feel like God has spoken to me about uh, 2022. We're going into a brand new year. How many of you appreciate a fresh start? How many of you appreciate a, a, a place to draw a line in the sand and say, okay, from this point on? And so 2022, what I felt like the Lord was telling me about 2022 uh, was that it's a year to discover God's presence. Amen? Oh, I got a list of things. A year to discover God's presence, but that's where everything else starts with. A year to study and investigate God's Word. A year of miracles. How many of y'all expected some miracles this year? A year of great gain. It's a year of strength. A year of recouping what was lost and gathering the spoils. And then I, he gave me a side note there that says, heaping up the spoils. How many of y'all have some spoils to heap up this year? Amen? You know, when we, when we have a battle and we identify the enemy, uh, is the one who's stolen, the Bible says we can claim seven times everything he stole. And so, man, I'm claiming some spoils this year. It's a year of restoration. And all of that adds up and, and, and it's a year of preparation for bigger things to come. Amen? So this year, man, those things that God spoke to me about this year, and I was so encouraged. I was like, man, this sounds like an amazing year. And it does sound like an amazing year. But then he followed it up with uh, with the caveat to that, and is that that if you're going to have these things that he has for you in this year, you have to fight for it. You have to fight for it. How many of you know everything that's worth having is worth fighting for? So if you're going to have those things, they must be fought for. And so... That was kind of the last thing what the Lord spoke to me. So I'm going to flip that to my point number one. And that is that you have to, this year, uh, you have to take your place on the battlefield. You have to take your place on the battlefield. Now, a lot of us are proud and we'll all say that we're enlisted in the Lord's army. But there's a lot of us that are enlisted that have yet to report for duty. And so the Lord's saying this year, it's a year where He's calling us to duty. He's calling us back to the battlefield. Some of you, for the first time, some of you, he's calling back. Some of you have been active, but you're AWOL. Amen? How many of you, sometimes we go AWOL. But this is a year where he's calling us back. He's calling us to the battlefield. And the promise is that when you go to the battlefield, that he will be there with you. Amen? That God will meet you there. God will be with you. There's scriptures all through the Bible about how He will be with you in the battle. He'll go before you. He'll surround you on all sides. Uh, you know, it says He'll be our rampart and our buckler. He'll surround you all, all the way around. He will be with you on the battlefield. But He doesn't want to fight without you. He wants you to be on the battlefield. fighting the fight. Amen? Now, He works on your behalf even when sometimes when we're not fighting, but that's called mercy. And I thank God for His mercy, and I thank God for His grace, and I thank God that when we're not doing what we're supposed to do, He is still faithful. He's a covenant God. But mercy will only get you so far. If you're going to be an overcomer, and you're going to take back what God's told us to take back this year, if you're going to have what He's got for this year, you have to report to duty. You have to show up. You have to take your place on the battlefield. Isn't that exciting? That's the hard part. That's the hard part of the message. The rest of it is encouraging, okay? The hard part. But we got to take our place on the battlefield. Amen? 
And so Brother Jerry's been preaching on that. He's been preaching on the necessity of the fight and being part of the fight. So I'm not going to say much more about that. But when you look at the things that God said about this year, when I look at that list, man, I'm thinking that doesn't seem to make sense. It doesn't seem to go correlate with that this year is a year for war and this year is a year for fighting. It doesn't seem to go hand in hand because when I first got those lists of things that the Lord said to me, man, I was encouraged. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be an awesome year. A year of God's presence, you know, a year just of studying and, and getting deeper in the Word. A year of miracles, great gains, strength, recouping, restoration, all that stuff, man. That sounds like, to me, I was just had a picture of... Uh, Man, just a peaceful picture, just basking in the Lord's presence. You know, anybody get that picture? Just basking in the Lord's presence. You know, God just feeling you know, all this kind of stuff. But, you know, it all looks peaceful, right? And in my mind, it was a, a year of peace. And in my mind, it was a year of just just growing and, and soaking and that kind of stuff. But so when God said, you're going to have to fight for it, and then Brother Jerry started preaching saying, this is going to be a year of war. I'm like, God, how does that match up? God's presence, and there seems to be a correlation between God's presence and peace, God's presence and safety. Psalms thirty-one twenty says, "You hide them in the shelter of your presence, safe from those who conspire against them." Doesn't that sound peaceful to y'all? Does that sound like war to y'all? It, it didn't to me. You hide them in the shelter of your presence, safe from those who conspire against them. That doesn't sound like a battlefield situation. You shelter them in your presence, far from accusing tongues. And in Psalms 27, 5, and then NLT, it says, For he will conceal me where, when there are troubles. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Again, that doesn't sound like a battleground situation, does it? So I'm like, Lord, how does this make sense? It doesn't seem to make sense. You know, I need peace. After last year, I need peaceful. How many of y'all had a year last year where you need some peace this year? Man, I know a lot of you have fought battles. I did too, man. It seems like especially the last part of the last half of last year, man, it just seems like there were attacks on all sides. Like the enemy had us in his crosshairs and it was just fight after fight after fight, battle after battle after battle. But what the Lord began to show me was that in His presence, the very first thing He told me was it's a year to discover God's presence. And in His presence, there is safety and there is peace, even in the midst of the battle. Amen? In His presence. And so, uh, sometimes the battle is fierce. Sometimes it feels like the enemy is just gunning for you. And, uh, and sometimes in the midst of the battle... We get dinged up a little bit. How many of y'all been dinged up a little bit? I can't hear you, so sorry. You got to honk your horn. How many of you get dinged up? Man, it seems like we just got beat up a little bit this year in the battle. And so I'm sitting there thinking, God, where's the promise? Where's the promise? Where's the safety? And so God just began to develop this in my in my heart over the last several weeks. And that is uh, in His presence, you know. Um, and that is that the battle is always raging. 
How many of you know there's always a battle? There's always a fight for your soul. There's always a fight. The enemy doesn't stop, but God doesn't stop either. The battle is always raging. And if we're not engaged in the battle, then we're not winning the battle. So the battle is always there. It's not going away. It will probably get more fierce. So the battle's always there, but the Lord started showing me, and at least in my life, and hopefully this applies to you too, but there are seasons of the battle. And the season that we had been in, I'm calling the survival season. Sometimes your testimony is this, that you survived. Amen? And that's what we, that's where we had been at in the last half of the year, especially was that, man, we were just under attack from all sides, our health, our family, our relationships. It seemed like me and Nicole fought more the last half of last year than we had the last 25 years. Mostly her fault. Okay, not really. No, not really. It was 60-40. Probably 60-40. 60% her fault, 40%. Okay, anyway. Who cares about numbers? Anyway, we were both, we were in it together. We were both at fault. But anyway, it just seemed like everything, everything was being under attack. I mean, you know, we tried to come to church and smile, but we may have fought all the way here. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. But it just seemed like the enemy was attacking regularly, all those kind of things. Hell, he tried to kill me this year several times. You know, I have three testimonies that all could have took my life, but God saved me. And so this year was our, we feel like we were in a season of survival. And it talks about that in Psalms 91. It says, verse 9, it says, The Lord is my refuge. I make the most high my dwelling, and no harm will overtake me. Sometimes, sometimes our testimony is in that we were not overtaken. Evil was there. The attack was there. But guess what? It did not overtake me. Yes, we got dinged up. Yes, we got hit. Yes, we got knocked down. But the Bible says the righteous gets knocked down seven times, but arises every time. And so we were in the survival season. But that's not a season that God wants us to stay in. I don't believe that's a season that God wants you to live in. But praise God, we have the testimony that we weren't overtaken. Praise God, we have the testimony that we survived. But I believe a season that, you know, in 2 Corinthians 4, 9 says we're persecuted, not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Sometimes the testimony is that we're not destroyed and that we live to tell about God's goodness. Amen. But none of us want to stay there. None of us want to stay in that season. And it's not God's heart that you stay and you live in that season. But the season I believe that God spoke to me, another season He spoke to me, and I believe is the season that God's moving us into. And that's what I call the healing season. And God's word to me in this season was that the enemy, and this was personal, but I believe some of you may feel the same way and it may apply to you too, but that the enemy has grazed you with his arrow. He may have even drawn blood. But now you are under my wing. And now I will place you out of reach. And as you fast and as you pray and as you enter my presence, you are active on the battlefield and I am there with you. Amen? And the second thing he said to me about the healing season is that the giants that you now see, you will see no more. Just like he told Joshua. Joshua had a lot more ground to conquer. And God said, you do this and I'll do this. And the enemy that you face today, you will face no more. And so that's what he spoke to me about the healing season. It's a season of restoration. It's a season where he takes you under his wing. And even though you're in the midst of the battle, you are hidden in his presence. Just like Psalms 25 says, it says, 
or in Psalms 31, 20, it says, I will hide them in the shelter of my presence. Then the season of healing, God says, I will hide you in my, under my wing. And I believe in that season, the enemy can't even detect you. I believe in that season that God has pulled you back to bring restoration, to bring healing. And that's the part of the 2022, I believe that's to, to restore, to heal, to strengthen, to recoup what you lost, to repair what was damaged. The healing season is a sweet, wonderful season. Psalms 1-3, and this is a few scriptures about the healing season that God gave me. It says, I'm going to plant you like a tree. Psalms 1-3, like a tree planted along the river bank, bearing fruit each season. Because how many of you know during the hard season, sometimes it's hard to bear fruit. Sometimes we say, God, I'm surviving, but where's the fruit? In the healing season, he said, I'm going to plant you by the river of water. And in every, in the season, you will bear fruit and your leaves will always be green. They will, you will always prosper. And the picture God gave me about this was that a tree, just imagine a big tree that had been chopped on. A big tree that somebody tried to chop down. The enemy tried to chop down. And in the tree, I see a big honk that's missing in the trunk. It had been chopped on. The intent was to chop the tree down and get rid of the tree, but the tree survived. And as that tree is planted by the rivers of living water, I see that that notch, the gouges in the tree. God begins to heal, and they begin to fill back in, and they begin to become stronger. And before long, the the, the place that was gouged and gouged becomes covered with new bark, with new growth. And that place that was damaged is now stronger than what it was before. That's the picture he gave me of the healing season. The tree, Acts 3, 19 and 20, says, And now you must repent and turn back to God so that your sins will be forgiven and so that times of refreshing will stream from the Lord's presence. Again, we're talking about living in God's presence, uh, growing in God's presence, exploring and going deeper in God's presence. Streams of refreshing will flow from God's presence. How many of need that today? Matthew eleven twenty eight. Are you weary? You're weary. You're carrying a heavy burden. Come. He says, come to me. Come to my presence and I will refresh your life because I am your oasis. Psalms 23, 3 says, he restores my soul. The Passion Translation says, he restores and revives my life. The healing season. Amen. The healing season. But that's not the last season. The last season I want to talk to you about is the one I'm most excited about. The last season can only come after a healing season. The last season can only come uh, uh, after God has re-equipped you and rejuvenated you and strengthened you. This next season I'm going to talk about is after that you have you've been under the care of Almighty God, the loving arms of God, the refreshing streams of His presence, and He has restored you and re-equipped you. This last season that I'm going to call the untouchable season. The untouchable season. When I was young, we used to play at Victory School. We had a playground. We had on this playground, we had, Brother Jerry probably built it. It was a big slide, like a four or five foot slide. And there were different platforms leading up to the slide. You had like four or five platforms. On one side of this big, huge equipment, there was a pole that you could slide down from the top. On the other side, I think there was a rope. On the other side, there was a ladder. And on one side, there was a slide. And so we used to play tag on this piece of playground we used to play tag and the rule was you could not touch the ground you had to stay on the equipment if you touch the ground you were it or you were out 
And so there were some of us that were normal. That was me. I fit in the normal category. We could maneuver the equipment. We could go up and down and, and tag people. There was another group that just didn't care. They were the they were the ones that was a guarantee tag. That group. They were they weren't as concerned or, or, or worried about being so active about it. And so you could always tag them if you couldn't tag anybody else. Then there was the fast group. That was Cricket and Jeremy Abel's. You know, they were agile like a cat. They were quick. They always landed on their feet. And they were faster than everybody else. They could squeeze through small spots. And so they were harder to catch. But then there was one more group of kids, and actually just one, that I call the untouchables. And actually, I only know one person that ever achieved untouchable status on the slide, and that was John Mark Ishikawa. Y'all know Shin and Myrna. John Mark was amazing. He defied the laws of physics when we played tag. Gravity did not apply to him. He could, he could, he would stay at the top. He could swan dive off the top, catch the edge of the platform with his toes, swing his body around, go from the pole to the slide to there. Anyway, he was amazing. He was untouchable. I could step down on the platform and looking up, I could see him. I could know where he's at. I know he's there, but he was untouchable. The only time I would ever tag John Mark is if he wanted me to tag him. And I think he just felt sorry sometimes. But he was untouchable. I could see him. I could find him. I knew where he was. But there was no chance I was catching him. I could go for the fast group and maybe after perseverance catch them. But if you were normal, you didn't go after the untouchables. Okay? It was just, it just didn't happen. You either went fast or you went to the other people. But anyway, I'll tell you this story to tell you this. That the season that I'm calling the untouchable season, that made me think about that. Because in that season, you're active in the battle. You're active. But the Bible says, and I'm going to read that scripture again, Psalm 27.5, in the Passion Translation. I'm going to read the rest of it. It says, in the day of trouble, he will treasure me in his shelter. That means to cover me, to conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock out of reach from all my enemies who surround me. And when I read that, it kind of sank in. In His presence, we can be in the midst of a battle. The enemy may know where you're at. The enemy may see you. You are active. You're out there moving forward, taking ground. You're, you're in the battle. The enemy may see you, but there are times and seasons where God will make you untouchable. God will place you on a high rock. The enemy can see you. The only reason the enemy would surround them in this case is because the enemy knew where they're at. They were in the crosshairs of the enemy. But it says the enemy surrounded them, but they were out of reach. Out of reach. Psalms 119 114 says, You are my place of quiet retreat, and your wraparound presence becomes my shield. Amen? becomes my shield you don't see a shield anywhere but a battleground this is talking about people that are in the midst of the battle but they are in god's presence they are wrapped in god's presence they're on a high rock out of reach his presence is a wraparound shield around about them in psalms 23 5 said he prepares a table before me even in the presence of my enemies there's a season that we can get to where we are out there in the midst of the battle, fighting, taking ground, but the enemy...
mine. He's under my wing. He's under my care. For him, I'm beside him, I'm behind him. The enemy cannot touch you in this season. And so I believe as we move through 2022, those are the seasons that God's carrying us into. I don't believe I'm alone that I've been in the survival season. Maybe you're still in the survival season, but God's taking you to a healing season. And one thing, and if we will apply ourselves and we will enter God's presence, we will discover God's presence, if we will commit our life to finding God's presence in our life in a deeper way, then God will heal us and then God will take us to the untouchable season. Amen. I love how all three of these seasons are referenced in Psalms 91. You know that? All three are referenced in Psalms 91. We've already talked about the survival season where it says it will not overtake us. But it starts off with those who abide in the secret place of the Most High shall rest in the shadow of the Almighty. That's the healing season. That's the season of rest. That's the season of safety. But there's also the verse in there that says a thousand may fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand, but it will not come near me. That's because there's those seasons that God has placed us high on a rock, out of the reach of those that surround us. So don't doubt the enemy will surround you this year. Don't doubt the enemy will formulate a plan and execute a plan against your life this year. But I believe that as we discover God's presence, as we investigate God's Word, as we commit to a lifestyle of fasting and prayer, as we begin to do what we know to do, what God's told us to do, that God will carry us into that next season. Amen? And so I believe we're going to go there together. I believe Victory Church is going to go there together. Victory Kids Church is going to go there. Victory Youth is going to go there. And Victory Church as a whole is going there to the healing season, to the untouchable season, to the season where we bear fruit, where we take ground, and where we can see the kingdom of God grow. Amen? Praise the Lord. Our time is out tonight. But I'm excited about this year. I'm excited about this year. I know it's not going to be easy breezy. I know it's going to be a fight, but I thank God for the promise and the word he's given me that as I fight the fight, he's going to carry me. Amen. Let's face these seasons together and let's face these seasons in faith, but let's face this season doing what we know to do and getting in his presence and getting in his word and joining the fight. Amen. Let's take our place on the battlefield and let God carry us through the seasons of the battle. Father God, I just thank you for your word tonight. God, I thank you, God, for your faithfulness. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that we can look at your word and we can hear your voice and we can see a plan of salvation, a plan of redemption, a plan, God, of safety and peace for all of your children. God, I thank you, Lord God, for this word. And I just declare in Jesus' name, Father God, that we're going to walk this out this year, God. And this is going to be a year, God, where you prepare us, where you strengthen us, God, because you've got somewhere to take us. God, you're preparing us for something bigger, something greater, something amazing, something bigger than we can ever be, God. You're preparing us to walk into new seasons in you. So, Father God, we love you tonight. And God, I just say, God, we just tonight, those that will join with me, God, we commit to making this year a year where we discover you in a deeper way. And Lord, let everything else happen that happens, God. But we want to find you, God. We want to know you, God. We want to experience you, God. We want your character to grow in us and be expressed through us. In Jesus' name we pray. 
And everybody said, Amen. Amen.